obedient, 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 obedient is a cornerstone of our faith in God. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, it assures about what we do not see. Being obedient requires faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to follow God. Obedience. Obedience. Obey God. Hey, y'all. It's Shantavia. And Ashley. And Demetria. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and this is Obedience Podcast. Yes, it so, is. Today, we are back with part two of our four-part series where we're talking about friendship. So in our previous series, we talked about the definition of friendship, the importance of having friendship, how it is making friends as you get older, and also the importance of having godly friendships. So if you missed that episode, please stop this now, go and watch it, and then come back to part two, because now we're going to talk about the concept of unfriending. And I am very excited about this part of the series. (laughs) No, no, no. It's not that I'm excited to cut a friendship off. I'm excited (laughs) to talk about the topics that we're going to cover in this episode because I think it'll help a lot of people out. Thanks for clarifying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So in this this episode of the series, we're going to continue in chapter 18 where we've been talking about Jonathan and David's friendship. Remember, this is the deepest recorded friendship in the bible and just once we finish all of this you'll see why that's true um they were such good friends and so we're gonna just gonna finish reading in the episode before we went we read chapter 18 verses 1 through 4 so we're gonna pick up there and then i'll stop at verse 9 i am reading in the niv version Whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs and with timbrels and lairs as they danced they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. So, Saul shows us what jealousy can do when you allow it into your friendships. So we want to remember that um, Saul was Jonathan's father and Saul was the king of Israel at this time. And so he was so jealous of the love and admiration that David was receiving. He began to get jealous of David who is younger by the way. And, um, In his right, he was a much better warrior than Saul was, but he still hadn't done anything to Saul for him to be so jealous of David. So I actually watched this sermon by Holly Furnick 
called Overcoming Loneliness and Building Friendships That Fit. And in a section of her sermon, she talks about dead places and friendships. And I wanted to talk about that here because she warns us of what can happen if you allow these dead places to occur in your friendships. So I'm just going to talk about the first three right now, and then we'll talk about the last one later on. So they all start with C to help you remember. So it's compare, compete, and check out the first three I want to talk about. So compare. So this is when you're comparing yourself to your friends and saying, oh, I'm not what they are. Why am I not what they are? Instead of saying, oh, I'm not what they are. Let me work to become as great as they have been. Next is compete. So that's when you begin to try to compete with your friend. Um, or you have that friend. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but you'll have that friend whose situation is always a little better than yours or always a little worse, or they went through it first. Um, or whenever you have a conversation, they have a rebuttal for you because they know more about it than you. Have you guys had friends like that? No, but I had some coworkers. I'd be like, girl, shit. So if you do allow like that competing spirit to get into you, it can really ruin your friendships. And then the last is check out. So this is when you just give up on the friendship entirely. You don't even try to try to, to make it grow or try and fix any issues that you think that you may have. You just like, I'm checked out. They'll be okay. And you, Stop checking on them. You stop being that friend that you're supposed to be. Have you guys ever went through any of the compare, compete, and check out personally within your friendships? Um, I've gone through it myself. I've compared myself to others just because I felt like I should be there, like be at the sense where they are. And, you know, I had to realize that you can't compare yourself to others because everybody has their own journey. Mm-hmm. So what what I did was when I started comparing when I started comparing myself with others I was like well you can get there too you just gotta work for it mm-hmm. so just don't compare yourself you don't know how they got there you don't know what they're going through while they're in that stage so just work on you getting to the stage that you need and as far as competing um there's there's, there's competing and there's healthy competing mm-hmm. like you know uh, I can do this a little better than you I can do this and y'all kind of compete to see who can get there first or something like that but actually competing like oh if they bought a brand new car i gotta get me a brand new car too no like not that kind of competing that destroys relationships so your credit too (laughs) 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 c credit (laughs) so yeah like you don't want to compete that way but (laughs) and check out i have checked out a friendship and not said anything in the past, but I had to learn that I can't just check out a, a friendship and just be like, oh, I ain't their friend anymore, and I still talk to them, and you know, I'm not really being a good friend. So you really have to communicate. So add that C in there too. You have to communicate. There we so, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can say that I have compared myself. Um, I don't think it got into the compete part. Not an uh, not an unhealthy compete. I'll say that. Um, like I've compared myself to people like, oh, I want that job or, oh, I want to look like that or I want to be at that status or even not, not only just friends, like just people. I know social media can play a huge part in it. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but I, it, it got to a point where I had to figure out, okay, that ain't your lane. Get out of the lane and get into the lane that God has created you to be. And sometimes you can get distracted and be like, Ooh. but God is just like, no, 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 darling, this is your lane right here. If I can say anything to encourage somebody, just be careful when comparison. And there, I think, like you pointed out, Demetria, there's a healthy, like competing, and that's also a healthy comparison as well. So like, Really ask God, is this for me? Mm -hmm. You can be like, God, I do desire that, but just don't want it because you see someone else with it. Oh. I was listening to a podcast, and uh, but she was saying, um, your, your path God has for you, you can't Google it. So it's, it's I was just like, oh, girl. That's good right there. You're right. I can't Google what God has for me because it, it's, it's only going to come from the Father. And, you know, I can't be following people, other people's path. I got to stay connected and see what God has for me in my life. Mm -hmm. It's not I, just because I want that thing or I want that, um, you know, things in my life. doesn't mean I have to look at someone else's life and take that same path because it may not turn out the, the same way as me. So I'm learning that. I hope someone else can learn that as well. But yeah, you don't have to Google everything. Ask God. Ask the Father. He has a different path for you. Mm -hmm. He probably got some details for you too. That's so good. Mm -hmm. What you point out, Ashley, it's it's so good. It makes me like it makes me think about the conversation. I literally had this conversation with my cousin yesterday. Um, because she she was asking me, did you ever decide what you wanted to do? Is I was going through that compare um C that we've been talking about. Um, it necessarily wasn't an individual. It was just like, she was talking about, um, dental hygienist. I, I heard the salary and I, it caught my ear and I was like, Ooh, a dental hygienist. And I like started like looking up dental hygienist schools. And like, I was like on the third school and I was like, I know this isn't what I want to do. Why am I letting, um, a salary of what I want to be at caused me to google something that i know i don't want to do okay. mm -hmm. and i was like well um what i really want to do i know i don't need to go back to school and do it so it's no point in me re researching schools or anything i know what i want to do is just gonna have to be given to given to me from god and so i'm just gonna have to wait for him to give it to me it's not something like you said ashley it's not something that i can google it's literally literally going to have to be a god-centered moment where he puts something in my path that's going to get me to where I, my desires are. And so at this point, I'm completely leaning on him. And I'm not even on Google researching how to do this and that. Because I already know it's going to be possible through him as long as I do what I'm supposed to do now in my season. Um, mm. Eventually, I'll get where I want to go. And just learning that patience. So that's so good what you said about you cannot Google what God has for you. That's a good point because you can get so lost um, in like trying to figure out where to go next. When you can Google, you'll be on Google and you'll be lost. Even YouTube yeah. too. Trip. <laughs> I know I'd be lost on some YouTube videos. And you can go so much, you can go so far as to pick a career. We'll just use the hygienist uh, career and then try to wrap yourself around it. When really, you weren't meant to wrap around something, but something was meant to wrap around you. Yeah. And to develop, oh, girl, we, 
we're talking about friendships. Child, it's a whole nother series. <laughs> but really, God is trying, he, he's trying to birth something on the inside of you mm-hmm. and to keep growing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I wish I had an analogy to use. Something I don't know how good of an analogy it is. Um, but you know, I, I can't even think of like a little kid's toy where they have to like put the shapes in. Like you have your circle. Oh yeah. I'm thinking of that and you're a circle and you have your square. And here you are just trying to like force this square into here. And God is like, wait, wait, your square is right over here. Why well, are you, you all about the circle? <laughs> so, and you spent all this time trying to research, how can I fit inside of this circle? And your square is just over there to the right, just waiting for you to get in place. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking of. That's true. You made me think about the fact that when people, we compare ourselves to and we ask God for what other people have, mm-hmm. we don't know what, like how they got there and God will be funny and actually give you what you asked for. <laughs> and you'd be like, I actually don't want this. So yeah, you made me think about that. I just had to say that. Cause it's like, we don't want to be like, no, I didn't want it. I didn't mean it. No, no, no. And then like another thing too with compare, um, I forgot which one of you guys mentioned it, but you talked about how you can um, try to compete with your friend and you're like, I can do this faster than you or I can do this faster than you. A good thing of comparing that I thought of is kind of like knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, and so like, for instance, Ashley is good with, you know, the people side of things. She's good with the social media. And so Ashley handles that. Um, and I do the editing and all the production in the background. We know our strengths and weaknesses and I know, okay, let me give this to Ashley. And she's like, okay, I know, let me give this to her. And so I think that that's a good thing to compare in friendships because you can work off of each other's strengths and weaknesses. And that makes you a great team. Yeah. Cause I know my ministry and editing and creative is not my ministry. That's Shay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's his name? Jonathan McReynolds actually has a song called Comparison Kill. Oh, come on, songs of the week. Yeah. See, I was gonna sing it, but I'll I, I'll leave that for Jonathan. Yeah, I'll leave that for Jonathan because I can't sing it, baby. <laughs> Comparison Kill. I thought that you was gonna leave that. Yeah, I just wanted to give people a little bit. You know, I ain't want to leave them dry. But we'll leave that link below <laughs> for you guys to listen to. It's gonna be. You know, Jonathan and you know, not Ashley. Y'all got you're welcome. Uh-uh. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move to the next topic, but she keep going. So the next topic we're actually gonna be talking about having friendships for a season. If we go back to what I talked about in the first um episode where um pretty much my mom hung out with her sisters and then you know she had her church friends, she had her work friends and that was pretty much it. That's what I saw growing up. And my mama always told me, she's like, I had this best friend. We just drifted apart. It's because she was my friend for a season. So I really wanted to talk about that concept and believe and see that if you guys believe in the concept of you have certain friends for a certain season in your life. And then after they're just, they can be taken out of your life. I feel like everybody has someone that comes in their life for a reason or a season. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like that because everybody has that person that came in their life for a blessing or they came in your life for a lesson. Mm-hmm. And you have to deter- like determine which 
like which where are they supposed to go because you can have uh, an amazing friendship with someone but then as later on in life you realize that you have two separate lives and you realize that you're not going down the same path so you have to realize that maybe that person was just there for that reason but you know people do come in your life and they're just like they're good people but they're horrible people does that make sense <laughs> they're good people and they're horrible at the same time and you pay attention to those signs and you're like yeah maybe they just came here to teach me about this mm-hmm. and it, you know, now i need to leave them alone because now i need my a new season of friends mm-hmm. to come in my life so i can you know venture off into bigger and better things or something yeah, and i did want to point out uh scripture ecclesiastes um three one through two and it reads for everything there is a season a time for every activity under heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to harvest and i just also want to read a note from my um, from my bible it says timing is important all the experiences all the experiences listed in these verses are appropriate at certain times the secret to peace with God is to discover, accept, and appreciate God's perfect timing. The danger is to doubt or resent God's timing. This can lead to despair, rebellion, or moving ahead without his advice. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you're right. You're right about that because uh, I had to get to a point where I had to accept that, you know, this time is up for this friendship and you can't force anything so you have to be okay that and accept you have to learn those lessons that you you guys um have gone through um you have to accept like the the growth in that relationship um yeah i'll just say that you just have to accept those moments and then i would say like this one friend in middle school she brought up the extrovert in me because i was quiet i didn't say much as a child um well no there was two friends i'll say that but I guess like they're pulling things out on the inside of you that needs to be birthed. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like to this day, I'll probably still be mute. I probably won't say anything, but look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there is a time into everything. You don't want to stay in the season too long where God has told you to end it. Don't be outside of his will. Mm. That's a dangerous place. Even like if somebody is in your life for a season and it's it's probably somebody that like God placed in there to get you to a certain point. Um, I don't necessarily think that they'll just like completely disappear from your life. You just may not be as close with them as you were doing that particular season, but they're still your friend, but they're just not as close as you were then. But I, I had an example of a friend that I, Oh, I hated the job, y'all. I hated the job. But I was just like, God, why am I still here? Why am I still here? And I had applied for a job, had an interview and everything, but didn't get it. I was devastated. I was just like, God, I, you know, I had faith that I was going to get this job. Why ain't, why ain't get it? It's completely devastated. And he began to show me. I was there for a friend of mine. Hey, sis, girl. Um, but yeah, I was there for her. We would hang out all the time. That's when our friendship started growing. We would hang out all the time. We'll take our breaks, our lunch together, um, and we'll just have conversation. Like well, she'll, she'll pour on me and I'll pour on her. Um, just have normal conversations. And at the end of um, what I was getting ready to leave and go to another job, 
you know, I, I realized in that moment of, of a span of a year, I was just like, dang, I can see why I was still here at this job. And it was for me to encourage her to go back to church and to expand her relationship with God. And it was her for, for me, it was like, stop being fearful. Like she helped me with my fear um, and just moving forward and having some faith and not being fearful of things. So we don't talk every day um, and we don't get to spend as much time as we did because she lived on the other side of the bridge and that's a lot of gas. <laughs> but we do check check in from time to time. Um, but yeah, I think that's a pretty good lesson. Well, an example of like where a lesson that you guys have. What am I trying to say? That was a season in your life that you guys needed each other. Like yeah. God placed y'all in each other's lives to get you to the next step that He wanted each one of you to get to. And right. earlier, well, you like, guys don't spend as much time now. But you have that lifelong bond with her because you know that she is special in this thing of my life, the story of my life. She was a special person that God sent me. So that's why I I do think about like the people that are in your lives for a season. They hold a special place in our hearts because we know that God sent them Mm -hmm. for a reason or lesson, like you guys said. As I've gotten older, I've definitely tried to maintain friendships and if I feel like I need to end a friendship, end it in a mature way instead of the childish way that I've done it before. But I have had friendships in completely horrible and it's not their fault. It's always my fault because I'm just that person like, okay, we're not friends anymore. Bye. No conversation. Um, I'll even go as far as just to block you. And I know it's the wrong thing to do. I do know that now. Um, I have been convicted of it. Thank you, Proverbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to see, um, do you guys think that it's a correct way to end a friendship if that friendship needs to be ended? I would say it's defi- definitely situational based. Mm-hmm. But if it's coming to a fact of like you guys just growing apart, you know, like the season that we talk about, you can have a conversation about it. Um, I had a, an example of a friendship um, where we did go apart. We were going two separate ways, and you can tell from like conversations, and you know, it just wasn't purposeful anymore. Mm-hmm. The love was still there. I still love the person to this day. We can go out and have drinks, or you know, just eat. And we actually did um, some months ago. And we just called up and, you know, just to check in on the person. I still love her like a sister. She's all, if she needed anything, she can call me. But we just kind of just grew apart as a friendship. And, of course, it, it, it hurt. I had to get to the point of it's okay. And, I like, even like a year later, I was just like, okay, I had to accept the point that, you know, seasons do change. And everybody that was in the season season previously with you doesn't mean that you have they have to go to the next season with you. That doesn't mean that they're less of a person or they're uh, you know they're less than you. It's just not the season that they have to be in your life. Um, but yeah, 
but I do feel like communication is a big key in any situation in ever. So if you feel like there's something that your friend is doing that you just don't like, just approach them with it. Don't be mean about it, but you know, approach them with a tone like, hey, you did this and it offended me. You know, can we work on you probably not doing it again or tell me why you did it? You know, just something that way. But if it's just that we kind of drifted apart as we got older or because I've had best friends in middle school and high school that I don't even talk to anymore, but I have no ill feelings towards these people that if they talk to me today or tomorrow, I'm still going to be excited to talk to them. So it's just like we kind of drifted apart because we realized that we were going different paths in life. And you can't, I should say, you can't force a friendship. So once you see it kind of drifting, if you start forcing, I feel like then it will start ending badly because now you're forcing something that shouldn't be there. But if there's some kind of issue at hand, then just address it with that person because you never know that communication may actually help you rekindle that friendship. We all agree on one thing. The wrong way to end a friendship is to stop communicating and just, completely disconnect from that person. And like I, like I mentioned before, the Proverbs, well, Proverbs really convicted me of that because it made me realize why I was so quick to just um, leave people behind. And it was, you know, me being quick to anger and not taking a moment, calming down. It was just like me reacting in that moment um i know ashley has told me before like if i have a problem with somebody i'm gonna like tell them right then um i'm not gonna just hold it in and that can hurt sometimes and that can make things better at times if i haven't given myself that opportunity to actually calm down it'll definitely hurt a friendship um which is why you know i've had friendships in badly before because i just react so quickly off of anger and just say what I need to say and then block and then I don't have to deal with it anymore. That's not the right way. You'd be like, oh, I took out the trash. Yeah. That is definitely not the right way to end a friendship (laughs) at all. Trust me. I've learned from it twice. Um, The first time I did that, I was actually in high school and, you know, it's actually one of my biggest regrets because I, I literally just reacted off of anger Um, We never had a conversation about what I was angry about. She never knew what I was angry about. We just spent the rest of the school year just like hating each other. And probably she didn't know why. And then, you know, after a certain point, neither one of you guys know why. You just know, I don't like you. And you just ruined something that could have been a lifelong friendship over this temporary anger. So definitely um, don't be quick to anger. Read that Proverbs in your friendships, definitely. We actually um, post this question on our Facebook page. Like we mentioned before in the first episode, we do sometimes ask questions on our Facebook page and you guys can be featured on our episodes. So the question was posed, what's the correct way to end a friendship that you've outgrown or the season has come to an end? I'm going to read a couple of these. So Bree Drinkard said, my mother has always said that people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. You've got to let people grow, and sometimes they grow with you, and sometimes they grow apart from you. Mm -hmm. I feel like friendships just don't end. They just change. Okay. Alexis Alexander actually gave us an example of how you end friendship the correct way. She says, I don't know if there is a correct way simply because everyone is different, 
on how they handle situations. You have to do how you see fit. Sometimes it makes more sense to just walk away with nothing being said because they already know. But sometimes you have to let them know that this friendship just isn't working anymore or it's not beneficial to you on a spiritual level or because you outgrew them for whatever reason. Some people need it spelled out to understand. So that actually prompted me to ask another question when I I read her comment. Um, When your life with Christ grew deeper, did you guys have to end a friendship with someone that just wasn't on the same spiritual level as you or you felt like was holding you back spiritually? I actually gained more friends instead of losing. I can't think of any friends that I've actually lost, but I did gain more. Mm -hmm. I know that I kind of experienced where the people, they get kind of uncomfortable and they don't know what they can and can't talk to you about. Um, They kind of see, okay, she's into Christ now, so she's judgy, so I need to change my conversation. And if that person is your friend, you definitely can tell if they're like switching. And it's kind of like, wait, I'm still the same person. Like I did change spiritually, but you can still be yourself because I don't want to judge you based off where you're at. You know, I pray that one day you get to where I'm at, but I'm not going to completely judge you based off where you're at now and be that friend. Like, well, you know, you shouldn't do that. Like every time we have a conversation, I think um, what you pointed out, Demetria is great to like, when you do change your life and you know, and you're committed with, to Christ, sometimes you can lose a lot of friends. But like you said, you gained so many more friends when you changed your life around. Like, yes, that season when you're going through those changes and people are falling off like the leaves, it may hurt. But once you get into the springtime or some people prefer summer, it's great. You have the friends that you need, the friends that help you grow. And you'll also see growth in your life because, you know, like we all mentioned, once you get that golly friend or those spiritual friends, they push you to where they know that you can be and your life does become better. And they also inspire you because they're trying to be better themselves. So just think about that. You guys, if you're out there and you've gone through this season where your friendships are changing, just remember that God can make those friendships that you lost come back tenfold completely and then for people who are having situations where that person is treating you differently don't just write them off just show them how a christian should be and make them get rid of that church hurt that they have because that's why they're doing it they had a christian who judged them completely and they're just thinking that you're going to be like them but show them really how christ is and be that for them encourage them to change but don't consistently sit there and judge them because it's not for us to judge that's up to god so ashley you talked about being hurt in a friendship so how was it like making new friends after you've recovered from that friendship or while you're in recovery of that friendship that you were hurting (laughs) uh it was that it's definitely a process um i think i i forgot what series i talked about this in but i was pretty now i'm pretty much kind of slow to trusting people um and trying i'm slow to make connections or to say oh 
you're my friend because I I don't call everybody my friend. I'd be like, that's an associate, associate, associate. You have been an associate for years before I call you a friend. Child, Initially, I've been an associate of Ashley's for a long time. Huh? <laughs> what she said? She's been an associate of yours for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and that was because I I haven't hurt, but it wasn't always from friends, and it was nothing that she had done. It was just from previous hurt. Like I, I'm still getting over that. I'm still trusting people because this thing hurt. You know, my heart hurt because I, because I think because I take friends so, I take the role of being a friend so seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm just like, okay, I'll give you an inch. So what are you gonna do with the inch? Mm-hmm. Test people. I, I test people first, and then I. Now I'm learning to use discernment first, and you know, just because you're a nice person doesn't mean that all the time that you are automatically a friend. You know what I'm saying? You know, people got layers to them. You know, they can be nice on the outside but have a a black heart. You know right what I'm saying? Core. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right into the core. You right. There's a lot of nice, horrible people. Mm-hmm. That's so I just learned to be careful and just, you know, walk with discernment. Hey, what about you, Demetria? Um, I would say I got hurt pretty early in, in friendships. I got hurt in like middle school and high school. Yeah. Middle school scarred me the most because people I really trusted, you know, I called them friends and I would tell them stuff and then I would hear about it literally probably not even a day later from someone else. And it that caused me to like not trust anybody. Like you could be family members, it could be friends, what whoever. It was hard for me to trust people. So and I'm learning this as I've let me say about in the past year or so. This is the most open I've been to people. So it was I had to learn how to start trusting again and start forgiving and learn like she said discernment mm-hmm. and understand that again. Some people aren't raised a certain ways. So some people don't do stuff intentionally. Mm-hmm. But you have to tell them like, hey, this hurts my feelings or I don't like when you do that. Like I'm learning to now give a little piece of myself to certain people. Like I'll tell you this. And if I don't hear about it a month or so from down the line, I'm like, okay, maybe I can trust you. So like I do test people. Like Ashley said, I do test people. It's not on purpose. But it's more so for my own sake. It's like, okay, I'm going to tell them this part. And then if I don't hear about it or they actually care, I may open up a little more. But, yeah, I had to I had to come a long way with that because it's still hard for me to trust people. I'm starting to love people again. So I'm working on it. I'm getting there. It's a process. It's me. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's not you. As cliche as that sounds, it's really not you. Well, both of yeah. you guys pointed out what our next topic is going to be, which is friendship discernment. Um, and I think that's the most important thing when um, building your friendship circle is to discern who is for you and who's not for you. So you never have to go through that phase of actually being hurt if you listen to that discernment that's within you. So I want to read Hebrews 4 and 12. It is, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Bible. So what I want to point out here is the first part says, for the word of God is living, active, full of power, 
it is sharper. So it penetrates your soul and spirit completely. And it exposes and judges the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. So if you listen to the word of God, which will provide you with the answers of if someone is right for you or if someone is wrong for you, then your friendship circle will be strong and you'll be protected against any hurt like that by listening to the discernment that the Holy Spirit gives you. So I wanted us to discuss things to look out for in people that could potentially be a bad friend to us. Look out for when you, let's say, you tell some a friend some good news and instead of them, you know, being excited or saying congratulations or anything, anything of that sort, they are kind of negative about it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even if they're not negative about it, you can look at their reaction. If they're all oh, congratulations, but you can kind of tell that they kind of tensed up or, you know, you just have to pay attention to people. Like I'll still tell you about stuff, but you know, you, you gotta just pay attention to the signs of people. Like they'll say things and they'll do do things. You gotta look for certain cues because certain words also could, you know, show people's true colors or certain actions. Because my language is like one of the well, I think it's like eighty percent of how we actually communicate with one another. It's my language. So yeah, you have to pay attention to stuff like that. And you have to pay attention to how you're treated by that person, mm-hmm. especially when they're angry. Because anger kind of shows, I don't want to say true colors of, of how people feel about you, but sometimes it can bring out the true colors of how you feel about someone when you're angry because you say things that you've been feeling the whole time. So you really have to pay attention to that. So I'm the type of friend that if I'm angry at you, I'll need some time to calm down and then I will. <laughs> and then I will tell you, you know, what's going on. So I- Actually, what you said unsupportive was the first thing on my list. Uh, <laughs> because that's a big thing to me. Like, I guess because I'm so supportive in my friendships. And if I see that you're not supporting me, I'm like, okay, I see what kind of friend you are. Like one thing that I've noticed for, from somebody that's not a supportive friend is they'll be like, you'll tell them the news. They're like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And then the next sentence is something about them. Like, it's back on them. Like, you're not really supporting me. You want, you know, everything to be about you. I want, you know, let's live in this moment that I'm in right now. So that's good what you said. Um, my next one is um, something that you talked about, Ashley. Reciprocation. Like, I'm a good friend, so I expect you to be at least halfway there are very close on the type of level of friendship that I'm giving you. Friendship works both ways. Yes. The next thing I wrote down is a gossiper. So if every time you talk to this one person, they're gossiping to you about some somebody or something, they may potentially be a bad friend because if you need to share something with them, then they may be telling somebody else your business. And then next, you know, jealousy we talked about. Um, But I'm kind of iffy on jealousy because I mean, everybody can have a phase in their life where they feel kind of jealous of their friends. I guess it's how they react to that jealousy. Um, If they take that jealousy and like figure out why they're jealous or if they take that jealousy and 
be kind of revenge. Like they want to seek revenge on you for being successful. Um, that could be a potential bad friend. In so my Bible actually annotated that jealousy may be, um, well, it says perhaps people have been jealous of you because it makes them think of their shortcomings. Mm-hmm. We should befriend these people and ask God to open a door for opportunity for the friendship. So you can show them love and support through that journey of them being okay with their shortcomings. So if you do have a friend that seems a little jealous of you, just get closer to them and pray for them to get past that season. Don't yeah. run from them. And then my last thing is how they respond to life changes that you're going through. Um, and what I meant by that is, um, I know, was it last year? I guess like when I first like started getting sick and just to seeing what friends were there and then what friends weren't. Um, when you're at a different point in your life, I think it's a good thing. Um, I don't know who said this, but you know, when people show you how they are the first time, believe them. So I I don't think that you should have to be like, Hey, I I need you to be there for me. Um, you know, I'm sick. I need you to be there for me. I don't feel like you have to, you should have to tell a friend, Hey, I need you to be there for me. I feel like that's just a natural instinct of a good friend. What about you, Ashley? You got your list. But I also wanted to point out another point. Like if, if they, if you get to a point where you don't like anything and you, you confront the person and you tell them, Hey, I don't like that. And they don't change. They don't try to make an effort to change. You know, you may want to, you know, jot that down as a little note, put that in your back pocket. <laughs> and like going through these things of like, Oh, they don't do for me. Like I do for them. Or, you know, they're jealous or they, when you share the exciting news, but they respond in, oh, switching the subject. I think you should also keep in mind the way the person was raised because they, they may not know like, hey, you know, I'll, you know, bring it to their attention. Like, hey, you weren't really supportive about that or their perception of being like, oh, I told you, congratulations. Ain't that support? You know, they, their definition of support may be different or you know hey i thought this news that we could share but you know sometimes you just have to correct people so i think it's important to know the person and to know how they were raised or their thought process because some people just don't know but i ain't making excuses though <laughs> just yeah. yeah that's also with the reciprocation thing uh you have to also take in how people see friendships as well because everybody don't show the same love and attention that most friends do and that's something I had to work on as well but you said something um Shantavia about when life changes and how friends and you know you just made me think about something about when I graduated from college there were quite a few friends that weren't there and some of them gave reasons why they weren't there and I get it but it's just like at every event I was there and just all of a sudden I was not important enough Mm-hmm. And I will say, at that time, I did feel the type of way that a couple of my friends didn't show up to my graduation. I mean, now I really don't care because just graduation. But it's just that it was a life moment for me because I was the first in my family to graduate. And I was like, I would have liked for my friends to also witness me making history in my own family. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I thought about it. Now that you, you brought that up, I was like, maybe I should, you know, kind of address that with that person. But I've never even said anything about it to those friends. And I just kind of like blew it off. 
I kind of think with situations like that, if I think about it more than once, I'll definitely bring it up to that person. Um, especially if I consider them a close friend, um, because like Ashley said, like they may, they may didn't know how important that was to me. Yeah. Um, and so they didn't think it was a big deal if they missed it. Um, because like you said, some people be in their own little world in their head and they just really don't know. <laughs> and I think you, you brought up a good point, Demetria. You have to address those points because that can fester into something else. Like you were, yeah. mad, you were upset about your graduation. This is history for you. But what if that friend goes and does something else? That's just like adding fuel to the fire. Oh, yeah. And, you know, before you be like, you just just them blew up on them. They just like, Mm-hmm. You've been a horrible friend for years. You're like, years. <laughs> and people have those arguments and start bringing up stuff from like 30 years ago. I'm like, you've been holding it in. Oh, I don't remember that, ma'am. <laughs> so this ends this part of our friendship series. We hope that something was said um, to help you guys with your friendships. Um, so go back to your, go back in the notes if you need to take notes from this thing. And to work on you guys' friendships and if you need to end any or help you guys with ending any. Um, So come back, same time, same day, and check out the next parts of our series. And as always, guys, be obedient. Bye. Oh, bye. (laughs) Wave to the peace. Bye.